The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, good morning, everyone. Tim Decker here with you, talking any and all things financial. If it's important to you, I will make it important to me. Let me give you the phone number uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out here. We do take your calls on a first-caller basis, so do not be shy. And uh, all we need is your first name and where you're calling from. And we will queue you up in the order of when we receive your call. You can reach me here locally by dialing 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else toll-free, it's 800-724-5801. Again, that's 800-724-5801. And for those of you who are... Phone shy, you can shoot me a live email here during the show by emailing me at ffradio at comcast.net. That's ffradio at comcast.net. Something that I have uh, said many times over my 30-plus years in the financial services industry is it's amazing that people will spend two to three thousand dollars on a week's vacation but yet many of individuals will not spend that same amount preparing for and planning for the longest vacation of their lifetime which is their retirement years and one of the things that you know that I'm extremely passionate about and I, I emphasize on this program over and over again is the importance of having a sound financial plan. That financial plan, if sound, can be your best friend in the world of your future financial experiences. Not only will it help guide you and serve as the the uh, uh, the holy grail for what you do with your investments, but it will also help you bring together your estate pl planning. It will help you come up with some appropriate and wise tax strategies. It will also address whether you need or do not need insurances, what types of insurances. And then one of the most helpful things is it will help you determine what types of returns you need to achieve getting from where you're at now to where you want to be in the future. If you're already retired, it can be extremely helpful in helping you determine how much risk do you really need to take? Because when you think about it, if you're taking more risk than what you need to provide you with an income that you'll never outlive, 
and to take care of any of your other real important goals, whether it be charitable giving, whether it be gifting money to kids and grandchildren in the future, whatever important goals you have, if you know what type of returns you need to achieve that, that can help you determine the appropriate types of investments and the appropriate allocations to help you reach those goals. Thus, it can address your risk. One of the most unwise things people can do is take more risk than what they need to to achieve their goals. And as we counsel thousands of individuals in our office throughout the weeks, one of the things that we constantly are discussing with them is if you don't need to take any more risk than what we currently have designed in your portfolio, then let's talk about why you are. Some of the, the reasons to potentially take more risk than what you need to to provide for your current income needs now and the rest of your life. A legitimate reason would be, well, I want to maximize what's left for my heirs, for my kids, my grandkids, my my church. And that's that's okay. But one of the most helpful things that you can do is kind of segment out of your overall assets, the monies that we need to make sure that you're taken care of, and then separate out, at least from a planning perspective, the amount of money that we want to earmark for goals that, that you have that are not your personal needs and wants, but are specifically designed for kids and grandkids. And, and those needs may be 15 years from now. 30 years from now it may often be many years after you have have passed on and I'm okay with that but those discussions need to be had and what's very very helpful what's extremely helpful and I've witnessed this many many times over is by having that discussion you are able to mentally separate a certain amount of your overall net worth that is earmarked not for your needs but for the needs of those of your loved ones in the future for your church after you've passed on and by doing such investing those with a more uh, uh, with a more aggressive posture than what we have done for what we need to take care of your needs it really can help you separate that from an emotional perspective so when we go through the inevitable random albeit normal market declines if those assets are invested more aggressively you're going to be able to withstand that more easily because essentially you have earmarked that for someone else in the future long term and by having your own assets that are earmarked for your needs as conservative as we can make them to just provide you with what you need, it helps you separate those two uh, scenarios and thus you're able to often invest in two different ways and most importantly, 
not allow your emotions to get in the way of the inevitable, again, normal and random, unpredictable market de decline. So I hope that helps. I hope that maybe gives you some food for thought. But the, the bottom line is, as it pertains to monies, earmarked for you and your needs and your spouse's needs and and your ongoing security designed for you all to sleep well at night and not worry about anything it's important to know through the uh, uh, help of a good sound evidence-based financial plan what type of returns do you actually need to provide you with an income that you will never outlive and once you have the the portfolio designed with the expected returns again using financial science and evidence-based investing to help you back into you know what those allocations should be then i encourage you to not take any more risk than what you need to you've worked so hard you've worked so many years to get to where you are and it's important to always understand and address risk before you do returns. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. We have a lot of things to get to, time permitting. But as always, if you'd like to give me a call, I'd love to hear from you. Again, you can reach me 717-540-0580 or 800-724-5801. Or you can shoot me an email, ffradio at comcast.net. I'm Tim Decker, and this is Financial Freedom. Sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. This is your financial show, Central PA. Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Once again, here's Tim. Welcome back, Financial Freedom, where we come to you each and every Saturday morning using evidence-based academic financial science as the foundation for the guidance that I do my very best to provide you. I am a 100% fee-only, notice not fee-based, where you can get fees and commissions. I am a 100% fee-only fiduciary who is required legally to make my very best effort to provide you with information that I truly believe is going to be in your best interest. This is not a pre-recorded infomercial where I get lobbed softball questions that are all geared around ultimately trying to get you to come to the free seminars and free dinners to sell you products. My goal is to arm you with, again, evidence-based education and information to help you make wise financial decisions that ultimately is going to benefit you and your family and to also help protect you from all of the landmines in the financial world that are all around you. It has been estimated that uh, less than 10%, less than 10% of all financial advisory firms out there are 100% fee only. And we are proud to be the one financial show here in South Central Pennsylvania that has been on the air with you for many, many years, and we are the one 100% fee-only firm 
that is here with you each and every Saturday. I was looking at uh, Barron's Magazine. Uh, they, If you remember, I share it with you from time to time. They have an investor sentiment index that they uh, provide weekly from the American Association of Individual Investors. And as of their most recent one that they're showing this week, only 36.4% of all individual investors when surveyed are bullish on the U.S. equity market, on the stock market. So the good news is we are far from anywhere in the world of euphoria, which is one of the things that we definitely want to keep our eye on because when you hear the term and you hear the discussion market bubbles, uh, if you are a student of financial history at all, and I read many, many things and have many books going back to times such as the Great Depression, uh, World War II, the um, uh, melt-up of the tech bubble, uh, the most recent uh, real estate bubble, what you'll see is there's one thing that is in common during these unfortunate experiences that many people get sucked into in these bubbles is as numbers and performance keeps going up and up and up, people start unfortunately chasing what has been doing well. And as I've warned you over many years on this show, is one of the m most dangerous things you can do in spite of the fact that most people, when they choose their investments, they're looking at past performance. But what happens is you get so many individuals and institutional investors as well chasing what has been doing well. And as the returns become higher and higher, the euphoria uh, stands out. The sentiment becomes where rather than being only 36% bullish, if you go back at times when we've had uh, bubbles in the past, preceding those, you'll see numbers much higher where most individuals are very, very excited about investing. Well, as of right now, the good news is most of you are not. Most of you are concerned. Most of you are uh, uh, being very uh, leery of investing. And for those of us who are invested, we appreciate your cautionary approach because uh, what we don't want to see as wise, sound investors or when we become somewhat concerned is when we see everyone jumping on board. And uh, as my father reminded me growing up as a young man, only dead fish swim with the flow. Caveat emptor. Caveat emptor. Consumer, buyer, beware. The NAIC, which is a National Association of Insurance Commissioners, recently indicated that it would not impose a fiduciary standard on insurers and insurance producers, that's insurance salesmen, as part of its overhaul of annuity sales rules according to draft language of the group's model regulation released in July. Let me read that one more time. 
The National Association of Insurance Commissioners indicated that it would not impose a fiduciary standard on insurance companies and insurance salespeople that sell annuities, according to some draft language of their model regulation released in July. It goes on to say, and this is in investment news, it says, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, a body that helps set insurance standards, has been working to establish more stringent annuity rules in the wake of greater attention to stricter investment advice standards created by the Department of Labor's fiduciary rule, which went into effect in June, but as we all know, has been struck down. So the group said that in its most recent draft, that the required duties of insurers and those that sell them would not cause them to be treated as a fiduciary or impose a duty of loyalty uh, of them. What does all that mean? What that means is annuity sales people are not going to be required as they haven't been for many years. They're not going to legally be required to put your best interest first. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And that's one of the reasons why I urge all of you, and it's such an important thing that I talk about often on this show, is the way to avoid you being tripped up and caught up and susceptible to slick annuity sales pitches is very simple require that you get something in writing from the advisor that you are working with that says that they are a 100 percent fee <clears throat> fee only not fee-based big difference fee-based is dangerous there's a reason fee-based advisors use the word based because they cannot use the word only which means they can get fees and commissions get something in writing that insists that they will not recommend anything for you and that they receive no commissions any form of compensation for products that they recommend if they are indeed a 100 percent fee only advisor they're required to be registered licensed with the securities exchange commission as a registered investment advisor or an investment advisor representative and they will provide you with and this is extremely important please please don't overlook this they will provide you with and they should because they're legally required to at least annually offer to give you an updated version of what's called their form ADV brochure please write that down form ADV brochure that is a brochure that all of us fee-only advisors are required to update annually with the Securities Exchange Commission and make it available now here is the problem and listen very carefully fee-based advisors have an ADV brochure 
as well because they will charge some fees. But if you will take the time to read that brochure, they are required to legally outline in there any and all conflicts of interest and all of the other ways that they may be compensated. Recently, and, and, and this is why I tell you and I urge you, don't make financial decisions of who you are taking advice from, who you're letting be your financial advisor just by reviewing what they have on their website. Always take the time to read through and insist upon getting that Form ADV Part 2 brochure. Here's a recent example. In Pennsylvania, there is a firm that right on the front of their website, they advertise that they are a fee-based advisor, and they also say on their website, right on the front page, we do not sell financial products or accept commissions. Hmm. So if you do not sell financial products or accept commissions, why are you not a fee-only investment advisor? Well, as is the smart thing to do, which is what I encourage you to do, don't rely on a website. Instead, read their form ADV. Well, when you read their form ADV brochure, surprise, surprise, surprise. Guess what? All kinds of language in there that outlines that they have representatives that sell insurance products, they are registered representatives of broker-dealers, and in their ADV brochure, they explicitly and clearly say for which they may receive commissions, which obviously is a conflict of interest. Now, please explain to me. How is it that they will put on their website, knowing that most people will never take the time to read their ADV brochure, how is it that they represent that they receive no commissions, do not sell any financial products, but yet in their form ADV, which is what they are legally required to update annually, it says very clearly that indeed they can and at times do receive commissions. The, po the point being made here is, please, whether it's our firm, I don't care what firm it is, don't take any shortcuts. Do your homework. Ask for and insist upon reading Form ADV brochure, and you will be doing yourself and your loved ones a big favor and will help keep you out of potential problems and disasters in the future okay let's go to the news when we come back we'll pick right back up have anything you'd like to ask of me give me a shout 717-540-0580 that's 717-540-0580 or toll free 800-724-5801 i'm tim decker and this is the program where we look out for you not the interest of wall street we'll be right back 
A lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Yes, this is, uh, as you just heard in the opening promo there by my good friend Scotty, um, this is the program that uh, has been on the air. Uh, I've been uh, here in South Central Pennsylvania for over 25 years, and uh, we definitely at times ruffle the feathers of many of the financial advisory firms out there. I know that firsthand, um, but you know what? I'm here to look out for you, the consumers, and although Wall Street and many financial advisor firms don't like when you become educated and they don't like when you know the right questions to ask in order to get answers to help you make decisions that are going to be in the best interest of you and your family, I will continue to, as long as the good Lord allows me to make, uh, do my very best to remind you of things that you need to be reminded of, bring forth financial truths and education, because Wall Street has mastered the art of confusion. The financial marketing world knows how to be very slick in the way that they bring products to you. These financial people out there, many of them have been trained how to be very, very effective with their sales techniques. They know how to appeal to your emotions. They know the right things to say. And if you will always just follow a few of the, the basic things that I have continually urged you to do here, most of it is getting something in writing that spells out that who you are working with is truly a 100%, not fee-based, but a 100% fee-only advisor who will represent you as a fiduciary 100% of the time. That is one of the most important things that you can insist upon. And the tough thing is the vast majority of financial advisors out there will not provide you that in writing. So if that's the case, if that's who you're working with, your loyalty should be to you and your family and your loved ones. And I wouldn't walk away from these advisors. I would run, say thank you, but uh, I have to do what's in the best interest of my family, myself, and my loved ones. Okay, let's go to the phones. We have Ron from, I believe, Marysville. Hi, Ron. How are you, sir? How can I help you? Do we have Ron? Well, must be something uh, wrong with the phones. So, Tori, when you get him back up, let me know. Um, something that I think is very interesting that I wanted to share with you. As you know, for those of you who attempt to manage your investments on your own, using low-cost index funds is a very good solution that I recommend. There are ways to improve upon that. There are ways to make something good even better, but trying to do it on your own uh, is going to be very, very tough. So, as you know, I have talked about the importance of when you use index funds to focus on those that are very, very low cost. Well, were you aware that back in, let's see, the date here, 
is March. Back in March of 2015, LeBron James on CNBC had inquired of Mr. Buffett himself as to what he should be investing in as he goes forward in his life. Because obviously, Mr. LeBron James makes a lot of money. And it says here that through the rest of his career and beyond, in terms of earning power, Mr. Buffett said, LeBron should just make monthly investments in, guess what? In the low-cost index funds. We, we already know that uh, Buffett has said that when passing on himself, he's not going to be turning his assets, his investments over to someone to manage, trying to pick stocks, etc., not even at Berkshire Hathaway, which what does that tell you? But that indeed his tr trustee has been instructed that money's left for his wife will be invested in low-cost index funds. So next time you have some financial guy or some financial gal touting all of the reasons why you should invest in individual stocks and let them help you pick what you should invest in or invest with these money managers that they have. They're going to help you pick these stocks and, you know, all that. Let me ask you, are you going to take the wisdom of Mr. Buffett and what he's planning on doing for his family and the advice that he gave to LeBron James, as well as look at all of the evidence that clearly shows trying to pick stocks is a loser's game? Or are you going to do what is right and what is beautiful, which is instead to invest in a beautiful, globally diversified portfolio of extremely low-cost index funds, or if you work with an advisor that has access to, to them, low-cost institutional asset class funds. Okay, let's go back to the phones. I think we have Ron with us. Ron, are you there now? Yes, I am. I appreciate your patience. Sorry about that. We had a little technical error here, but uh, how may I help you, Ron? No problem. Uh, yeah, just uh, kind of a general question. Is there any rule of thumb? I'm 62 years old. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, some wealth you know, established. I've got some annuities that I purchased that going to provide my wife and I uh, income for the rest of our life. Uh, you know, and I still, it's about, you know, I mean, I'm... I'm just trying to understand. I still have a fair amount of money in the stock market in Vanguard mutual funds. And okay. uh, I just feel like I probably should be protecting more of that money at this at my age. And that's kind of just trying to understand. Is there any general rule of thumb there? Well, um, if you don't mind, we're now up against our next break. It's 1045. Yeah. If you don't mind, if you'd be so kind, if you'll hold on through this quick break, I'll bring you back up, and I will be happy to offer you some things to at least think about that at least can get you in the right direction and help you uh, answer that. So hold on, please, right. and we'll be right back. Your 
our financial show, Central PA, Financial Freedom, on WHP Talk Radio 580. All right, welcome back. Tim Decker here with you. Uh, before we go back to Ron, let me remind you, lest I forget, uh, we have four education in order to help arm you as a a educated consumer if you go to our website isifinancialgroup.com that's isifinancialgroup.com you can sign up for our e-newsletter we provide you with a monthly video blog coming out right out of evidence-based investing principles some of the brightest and smartest academics sharing information as well as uh, other articles that I write from time to time for uh, different publications uh, in an effort to provide you with ongoing educational information. Uh, and you can sign up for our free e-newsletter. We don't want your name. We don't want your phone number. We don't want your address. We don't solicit. All we need is an email address. So if you have an interest in that, by all means, take advantage of it. And we also have a uh, uh, many, many other articles that I've written in the past on there on many different topics. So that's all there for you. Okay, let's go back to Ron. Ron, are you still with us here, sir? Yes. Okay. So I think the gist of what you're asking is, uh, I, th I believe you said you're 62 years old. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And you've got some money in some annuities, which we won't discuss how you ended up going down that path and whether or not it made sense or it didn't. But the fact mm -hmm. is, you've got that. You've got some Vanguard funds. And for whatever reason, you're questioning or feeling a little bit uncertain as to whether or not you you should have as much exposed to equities and stocks and all that as you as you do. Is that the gist of what I heard there? That, yep, that's what that's what I'm asking. That's what okay. I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. Um, let me just start out by saying one thing, and then I'm going to do my very best to give you as much information as I can that will be helpful. The very first thing that I would do if I were you is you and your wife, if you're married, um, I, I would set up and find, and it does not have to be our firm, because on this show I have never promoted call us, call us, call us, call us like a lot of other financial shows to do. I don't care who you meet with. I just want to make sure you guys are taken care of. But I would find a 100% fee-only financial advisor, set up an hourly consult with them, and, and have them look exactly more specifically where you're at to help give you some more detailed answers than what I'm going to be able to hear on the show. But with that having been said, let me do the best to give you some things that I think can at least help you um, get some sense as to where um, or what steps you might want to want to uh, consider. When we sit down with clients and we develop a sound goal-oriented financial plan, Ron, one of the most important things that we encourage them to think about, and thus I'm going to encourage you to think about, is sit down and determine and separate out your needs from your wants needs are we got to have you know pay our mortgage if you have a mortgage we got to have food on the table we got to pay our light bill you know there are needs and then there are 
are discretionary things or or wants like vacation and gifts and you know anything that we don't need to do we don't have to go out to eat three times a week we might want to but those definitely are not needs so sit down and look at the numbers of what you need in the way of a monthly income or an annual income and then on top of that what are the wants and what does that come to on a monthly uh, amount once you've once you've done that what i would do is i would back up and look at your overall household allocations and the goal and what i strongly recommend is to have a minimum a minimum of seven to ten years worth in some cases if you're real conservative maybe as much as 15 years worth make sure of what you're going to be needing in the way of monthly or annual income for the next 7 10 or 15 years that you have that amount also accounting for inflation that you have that invested in safe secure things like short-term and intermediate-term government bonds which i'm a huge fan of not only are they safe but when you know if you go back and you look at major market declines that we've had in the past in stock markets government bonds the vast majority of the time have been investors best friends because not only have they held up when you look like in 2008 some of these intermediate term government bond funds went up 10 percent while stocks were down so if you have seven to ten to fifteen years worth of what you know you're going to need for withdrawals in those safer stable type of investments um, then whatever's left over you can consider moving into the exposure of stocks for your longer term goals and what that does Ron is when you go through not if when you go through when we all go through the next market declines which are normal but they are random and no one you know no one can predict when they take place what that allows you to do is it allows you to look at your spouse and say you know what we don't have to worry we don't have to panic which means we're not going to sell which means we're not going to lose because we're invested in beautiful globally diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds hopefully at vanguard and we never keep you hanging news 24 7 at the top and bottom of every hour news radio whp 580 